Welcome everybody to the Sleepy Perform Repeat podcast. This is your host, David Clancy, and along with my co-host, Connor Gavin, we are here in Soco Performance, Dublin, Ireland, to bring you a podcast focusing on what it means to be performing at the highest level. What, in essence, is high-performance culture? We're going to share our experience and our backgrounds into what we've acquired over the years. Connor Gavin has extensive experience of working in the AFL with the West Coast Eagles, but also having worked in a high-performance environment with the Irish rugby team. Myself, David Clancy, I'm going to bring my experience and know-how from having worked in London with Isaac Kinetic Medical Group on Hardy Street, but also having experienced high-performance culture working with the Brooklyn Nets and the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. What we're striving to achieve here is to find out what exactly makes high-level athletes tick and what makes them to perform at the highest level and how they really can get back to play at the highest level of return to play and return to performance after injury. How do all these elements play a role in performance? That's what we're really trying to find out here. So I hope you all enjoy listening to this and can learn. I really hope it sparks an interest because what we're really trying to do here in Ireland is evolve and grow and tap into what really makes high performance culture. Hey everyone, today myself and David sat down with a colleague. We were talking to Rob Madden, who is based out of the CWHP clinic in London. So Rob is the physio for Anthony Joshua. He also does a good bit of work in Formula One with Lance Stroll. So it was great to sit down and talk to Rob about his career to date and all the different sports he's worked in and um, get his views on the the different demands of, of each of those sports. So Rob's obviously had a very storied career to date, so it was great to hear him list some of the most surreal moments he's had in his career to date and also get his reflection and advice for uh, his younger self which is great for anyone kind of listening who's starting out their careers um we have a good bit of a chat about uh, the use of mindset and the importance of it in the different sports um and also uh kind of specifically with a slant or a focus on formula one and uh the kind of unique demands that are placed on the drivers in that sport which was uh very interesting to hear and then obviously um, working with these high-level athletes, you have to be in reasonable nick yourself. So we get a bit of info and insight from Rob in terms of how he looks after his own health and what kind of training he does. So yeah, it was a great, great chat with uh, Rob again. Very um, useful for anyone starting out or someone in the, the middle of their career either. Um, so yeah, as per usual, if there's any questions or comments, you can contact myself or David. We're on Instagram on Soco Performance and D Clancy Physio. And then Rob himself is there on Rob Madden PT. So yeah, any questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you and hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Sleepy Perform Repeat. Today we've got a slightly different guest to the usual. We're speaking to Rob Madden, but a very, very interesting guest nonetheless. So I'm going to let David explain uh, Rob's background a little bit first. So I haven't actually met Rob in person. We've spoken over the phone, but I know where he works. And he works in the Centre for Human Health and Performance in London. And he's currently the physio for a variety of different people. He's got experience of working in boxing with a certain Anthony Joshua. And he's also worked in Formula One with with Lance Stroll. He's worked in clinic. He's worked with a variety of different boxers. He's been involved in high performance in sports medicine for quite some time. He's somebody that I've looked upon as somebody that's obviously doing, doing a really great job in his field. And we're just both really looking forward to, to hearing what, what his schedule is like and what he, what he does and kind of what are the next couple of years going to be like for, for Mr. Madden. So, so Rob, 
tell us a little bit about about yourself so that the listeners can understand who you are. Okay, thanks for the introduction, David. Appreciate the kind words. Right. Uh, as, as you say, uh, I'm, I'm a physiotherapist and a strength and conditioning coach. Um, initially studied physiotherapy and then went on to study the S&C a bit further down the line with a love and passion for high performance and working with different sports in different arenas. Uh, I've, I've been lucky to work with uh, various different sports, as you say, to add to that quite a lot of time with, with professional snowboarding, some skiers, um, skeleton, canoeing, uh, a lot of individual-based sports. I, I haven't uh, done a lot of team-based work such as football or hockey, but a lot of individual-focused sports with uh, uh, some, some amazing athletes. So, yeah, currently dividing my time with uh, another coach. Uh, we look after the Formula One driver throughout the year. That's under uh, Hintzer performance. And uh, and when I'm not doing that, uh Try to try to keep myself fit and healthy, and uh, spend time with my wife, and and uh, and as you say, still working with a handful of boxers uh, as well. And what is skeleton like? Wow, I didn't know you did skeleton. I'm looking at that as that's a pretty that's a pretty crazy sport. What's it like? What's it like to be a skeleton athlete? What what are they like? Yeah, I, I only did a short stint with those guys. I was just covering. Uh, for, for a month uh, uh, many years back I think it was around 2011 but that was a great experience I was working with the, the British team uh, so Shelley Rudman and Amy Williams uh, Kristen Bromley at the time and uh, what was fascinating for me was the work that the strength and, condi- strength and conditioning and technical coaches were doing because obviously the, the sport is heavily about a quick start and then a, a very very quick short sprint and then loading onto the sled and hurtling themselves down pretty pretty quickly. So you you get as a as a physio and as an S and T coach, you get quite a wide uh, a wide array of stuff to, to focus on. If you can imagine, there's a big sprint technical aspect to it, and then of course the uh, the demands, the physical demands of hurtling down the ice and and occasionally coming off the sled is uh, pretty tough on the body. So so that yeah, it was really interesting and. I guess I, I'm grateful that I got to uh, see some quite random sports that that were good learning experiences for me. And you know, you always learn, and you always learn about different sports and how that crosses over towards uh, other sports. I, I think is always interesting. You know, Rob, I see a lot of similarities because I, I was just having a conversation with somebody in London about an hour ago, and we were talking about he's trying to hire somebody for a role and he's actually looking for cross-pollination of different sports for this high-end high-performance role and it's it's funny because yeah. you know different physios different strength coaches might have just a background in one sport but it's becoming a little bit more common that we're seeing guys that have worked with rugby and get jobs in football and vice versa and guys that don't have experience in u.s sport to get a gig in u.s sport because that experience yeah. And having worked with different athletes in different sports, it can it can really help. And it has helped my practice over the last couple of years, having worked in different sports. It, it has helped me, but you still have yes. people that say one one side or the other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, even in, in sports that people have worked in for many years, um, 
you can learn so much from a uh, from a coach or a physio that comes from a different sport because they have that fresh pair of eyes and maybe see see things in a different way. So uh, I know the English Institute of Sport have been a, a very pro uh, that side of things. You know, multi sport roles, uh, and I'm sure the same exists in professional sport as well. Now you you're you're rare, you know, because you're you're a physio, but you're also a strength coach, right? A good friend of mine, right, a yeah. good friend of mine in Italy, just did the did the qualification. So he's a CSCS. I've done UKSCA. Yes. How do you define? Yes. What do you call yourself? Do you call yourself a physio or a strength coach, or, or what do you call yourself? Yeah, that's a good. That's an interesting one because uh, I guess because I was a physio originally, people only really see me as a physio. They don't see me. They see me as a physio with a with a love for S and C, but uh, I'll introduce myself as a physio and a and a, and a coach or. For people, for the general public, I might just say fitness coach because quite a lot of people don't know what SNC means in, just in the normal world. Um, or, or David, maybe a just performance coach, and then if they ask you to elaborate and uh, you know come in across uh, explaining explaining the different roles that you you do. And uh, I found it interesting with your work in the NBA because a lot of the work we do uh, as performance coaches is isn't necessarily just the technical side but it's the all the lifestyle and administration that comes around uh, the process of being with an elite athlete yeah. and, and that's quite quite an enjoyable side as well yeah for sure perfect so Robbie you mentioned there at the start the, it was a pretty impressive list of sports that you, you've worked in and you're working obviously with some of the most recognisable uh, athletes on the planet What have you had any kind of real surreal moments in your career today so not even necessarily a highlight but a moment you've been standing there going how did I end up in this situation or this is this is a bit surreal yeah yeah, yeah I've had a I've had a lot of those moments and I'm, I'm super grateful for all the opportunities that I've had and I've met some amazing athletes. I've also worked with some amazing people that have uh, rounded me and rounded my, my philosophies. To answer your question, uh, the most surreal, uh, hedonistic night of my life was hmm. was the Joshua fight against Klitschko and walking out with the team uh, to 80,000 screaming fans and uh, pinching myself and, and, and you know, trying, to, trying to ask myself, how, how I quite ended up in that position but um, and, and of course he went on to win and it was in a, a very dramatic fashion so it was a I remember getting much sleep that night mate and uh, neither, neither did the rest of the team <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean like that, I can only imagine what that would have been like but like you say you're, you're pinching yourselves in these moments so you've obviously done something right in your career today to get to these points but if, if you were to go back and obviously this is a question that can apply to anyone at, at any stage but if you were to go back and speak to yourself 10 years ago is there any advice you would give yourself kind of either in life or in, in your career to, that you would have changed anything like that the other day um, there's lots of different things I would want to say to myself but I, I probably from a personal and work perspective I would say try your best to maintain balance I think in my early career particularly the first five six years I, I burnt myself out quite a few times just juggling too much um, and, and of course if you do that then it takes a while to rebuild yourself you get sick or you get 
run down and or you, or you lose the passion for what you're doing because you've been burning the candle um so i definitely would would focus on that because it took me a decade to realize that actually doing a bit less is is the key to a healthy happy life that's great yeah and like i mean you speak about things like burnout and stuff like that there's obviously a huge emphasis a lot more recently on mental health and and the aspect that that can have in performance and and using these kind of different techniques to gain an edge are you a believer in using kind of different mindset techniques in with your clients or do you how do you see their role in in high performance yeah absolutely i'm i I love the world of sports psychology and 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 i think mindset is a, a gigantic part of what goes into an athlete's preparation and performance um I would say that within my two main realms of physio and, and coaching in the gym, um, athletes or clients tend to box me into that world. And if you start delving into the sports psychology, uh, sometimes they, they don't always expect you to do that because they would they maybe have their own psychologist. Uh, so I don't profess to being an expert in the area, but I have bits of experience from being in the arena and uh, I suppose what's interesting is we'll say with someone like Joshua is he's got such a deeply ingrained uh, positive and hard-working mindset that I wouldn't say that I'm coaching that but if anything he's coaching me like he he'll rub off on me and, and some of the team in the way he approaches life and lots of other clients that I've worked with teaching me about myself as well as me teaching uh, teaching me about them so how how did you get here how did you like did you know at the age of 15 you wanted to be a physio I didn't I wanted to be a journalist when I was 15 or 16 I wanted to write <laughs> I wanted to write books like Neil Gaiman and guys like that so how did you how did exactly how did you get to where you are today and I've thought about that a lot people ask me that question yeah um that's a, that is a good question. I, I, at 16, I, I wanted to work with the human body or I wanted to work with music. Um, I, I'm very, very passionate about music and I, it's still one of my biggest loves in life. And, Play, playing uh, or listening? Uh, a bit of both, yeah. Uh, okay. I play guitar. I've done since I was very so, small. So but, do I. Uh, I, like, I, like, I love listening to, to music and I love listening to live music as well, yeah. So, so yeah, I... I I could have gone down that route and sometimes I wonder uh, what, what life would have been like if I hadn't worked in sport but uh, like a lot of physios and S&C coaches I always loved uh, training and playing sport and being active and uh, that profession just was a natural way for me to go. So my next question and I asked you on the phone call a couple of weeks ago we we have limited time connor and myself guys in this field yourself rob to train because we we can't be we have to look like we know what we're doing if we're working with these athletes so how do you you know yeah. and you also have the strength qualification behind you so, so what does rob madden do to keep fit or do you follow do you make devise your own training program or does someone create it for you where's the accountability there do you have a perform 365 Dan Lawrence that we're going to speak to this week that helps you with your program or yeah. uh, or do you just create it yourself because you know it anyway yeah that's a great question to, to answer in short um, there's a few different components the first component being I try to diarise my training as much as possible uh, as I'm sure you can relate to that with, with your you know your family life and 
Yeah. Sometimes you've only got 20 minutes, so you try and you know maximise that time. So, uh, and I think preparation and knowing what you're doing. You know, I've trained with Dan, and I've had the pleasure of knowing him for the last three, four years. And uh, he always he certainly gets more out of myself than I do when I'm on my own. Um, hmm. But I also enjoy training the training a kind of polarised approach that is utilised within Formula One. So. Uh, I do quite a lot of the runs with the driver, and uh, I try to I try to maintain my cardiovascular fitness so I can enjoy uh, enjoy that side with him. And then I try to lift uh, at least two to three times a week. So on top of that, just trying to maximise my sleep so I can turn up and do the job, you know, and not and not like I said earlier, not burn myself out and, and bite off more than I can choose. Perfect. So I, I'm going to switch off the, the physio brain for a second here, Rob, and ask you this purely as a fan. Formula One drivers, apart from obviously any traumatic injuries that might occur, what, what are you dealing with with uh, Formula One drivers? What are the typical things you would see or you have to work on with those guys? Yeah, so they do a lot of uh, hard interval training and, and, and long steady state cardio work to maintain a robust, healthy cardiovascular system. Uh, we do a lot of cool... Uh, neck and trunk work so we do a lot of heavy neck strengthening because they have to be able to obviously tolerate quite high g-forces around the corners um, so yeah we, we do a lot of core work uh, a lot of trunk based work but we've also got to be careful with the lifting uh, and the volume that there's not too much of a hypertrophic stimulus so they don't gain too much muscle mass depending on their height because uh, there's obviously a weight limitation in the sport okay and i'd imagine the, the speeds these guys are driving at and the length of time and the, the temperatures in, in some of the, the courses around the world, is there a, a heavy focus on kind of mindset stuff with them where they have to be so mentally switched on the whole time? There's no room for error Absolutely. whatsoever. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's, it's a, huge, a huge side of it. It's kind of, it's, it's one of those sports that I said five years ago I needed to go and watch live to appreciate it. And the last three years, I've actually brought my mother and we've gone to... Barcelona, Circuit de Catalunya, and we've gone to Monaco twice. And the first oh, thing right. the first thing she remarked upon, Rob, was, wow, they drive fast. <laughs> and they, the, it's, it, phenomenal, it, it's one of those sports that really TV does no justice to because these guys just go at full pace and sustain it. And it's, it's quite it's impressive great. to see up and close. And uh, on that note, actually, I'm on my way to Barcelona uh, very shortly. So, um, and I'll be there for the race this weekend. Oh, nice. I'm probably, I'm probably going to have to politely run off to get the plane, I think, uh, if, if you guys are around with that. We have, we have three really quick questions, Rob, and then we're done. No problems. No problems. Cool. So, Rob, what uh, does high performance mean to you? What would you associate with that term, high performance culture?
people down, you know, their identity is almost being taken away from them. So I, I think it's really important for forms uh, and, and, and you could say CEOs or entrepreneurs that are trying to do their best for them to be able to, for them to be able to understand about other elements of their life, making these balance and happy around family life or Perfect. And and pe- people speak about like high level athletes that you know, how you do how do you regain an edge after an injury or something like that. But pe- you also forget physios are working in this high performance environment too. Not that you make a mistake, but if if you have an athlete under your care who gets an injury or something, how do you go about kind of recentering yourself and, and regaining your kind of your edge as such from a physio point of view to to get the, these people back on track? Yeah, I, I think it's there's always there's always a pressure within our world as, as David knows about and the, the more expensive an athlete the, the more pressure uh, on you the, the more famous they are the more the more they work on the field um, and the more experience you have you get, you get used to dealing with that and, and not allowing the pressure to affect you um, but I'm just trying to, to, to answer your question just trying to do the simple things well like uh, I get stressed and panicked if I'm kind of under the weather or, you know, lacking sleep. So I just try to look after myself so I can deliver what I need to deliver in times of high pressure. Okay, Rob. And now, here's a guy... We, we like talking you Rob you play the guitar like me you play you've been into individual sport I've been more team sport you've got your identity as a strength coach physio balance is what you'd like to have brought more of but you've learned that you want to do the simple things well and you don't want to burn the candles at, at both ends finish with what are your three big things in life today what makes Rob Madden Rob Madden your three philosophies and then we're done huge question there you can put me on the spot with that one there you go before your uh, flight to Barca my friend <laughs> the three things that define me or the three things that are most important to me either or if you if I said Rob man tell me three things that are important to you today or that make you 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 can answer it as you'd like yeah um, I would say that family, my wife at the top and then, you know, working with like-minded positive individuals that support me in my career and thirdly um, thirdly I would say trying to maintain a balance between training, sleep, nutrition and uh, and my mindset on a day-to-day basis on a day-to-day, on a day-to-day basis so those four pillars are my and my kind of real core about how I try and how I try and live and, and, and stay sane and stay healthy and, and keep smiling. And I couldn't answer that any better myself. Rob? I appreciate th- that. Thanks Thank you so much, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care, safe flight. Appreciate it. Speak to you. See you, pal. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Rob.